103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening, sports fans. Terrence Arney here with you as we begin another episode of Coach's Corner, broadcasting live. From Ison's Family Pizza right here in downtown Batesville. If you should happen to cruise down George Street, blow your horn, wave, let us know you're listening. Would love to hear from you. We've got a great and exciting show lined up for you uh, here again uh, this evening. We'll talk a little boys basketball as we turn the page with <clears throat> Jackson Dell and head coach Clint Bowen. Well, we'll stay in Osgood and talk to coach Larry Hammond about the track team. Then we'll move up north to Oldenburg and speak with Mark Wilder. He's the head coach of girls tennis and finish things off with coach Tyler Burcham of Batesville baseball. But first, Let's kick things off on the hardwood one last time as we bring to uh, the show Coach Clint Bowman. Coach, welcome back. Thanks, Terrence. It's uh, always good to be with you here in the springtime during spring season. Sure. Uh, it means that we, we were able to play a couple extra weekends of basketball. So thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. And, and just right off the top, congratulations on the season. Putting together back-to-back regional championships like, like you guys have been able to do, um, that's nothing to sneeze at. And I think that puts you in a spot. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that puts you in a spot where that's going to start to be the expectation is a deep postseason run. Would you agree? Well, you know, that was that's the expectations that we set, um, you know, when I – took over the basketball program three years ago um you know i knew that we had the talent and to do it and and uh, you know we certainly uh, had a really good team last year and and then uh had had, had enough guys coming back and, and the and the guys put in the work um uh, over the summer and in in the weight room and and open gyms and so they were able to continue it and and i, I certainly uh don't anticipate having any different expectations going into next year. So, um, just an awesome run. Um, you know, it's only the, the second time. Um, well, the only time we've won back-to-back sectionals or regionals was in the '60s. Right. So, they uh, won the sectional in '67, '68, '69, and the regional in '68, '69. So, um, you know, trying to do some things that haven't really been done, and with all the great teams that we've had at Jacksonville, it's kind of hard to believe right. that it, you know it's been that long. So, um, you know, a great season, and, and we're really proud of what we did. And and uh, you know, we have a, a saying down there that tradition never graduates. So, uh, that's certainly the goal going into next year. Well, let's talk a little bit about your senior leadership that got you this far and, and, and those uh, student-athletes that will graduate. Um, just a phenomenal career when you talk about Dickman and, and Grisham. What have, what have they meant to, uh, to, to Jacksonville basketball? Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're really the only two that, that played on the, on the team last year and, and, and started uh, most of the year and Devin was really playing well at the end of last year and hit some big shots to help us in the sectional and the regional so you know we lost you know I think uh, I added it up there a few weeks ago with like 2,900 career points off of last year's team Wow! so we knew we were going to have to have somebody step up and we knew we had those two guys so uh, they both had great seasons um, when you just, just big tall long guys that are super athletic and can shoot and, and they always play hard and um, you know, they really set the tone in practice is, is really important. The season's really long. It's a really long basketball season. Right. And um, if, you, if you don't have guys that are going to bring it in practice, it's hard to maintain that intensity that you need to, uh, to get better. Um, so, yeah, Matt and Devin are just, um, you know, two, two of the best that you could ever ask for. Um, you know, both scored uh, right around 600 points for their career um, and just – just big time players and, and tone setters and and uh, they're going to be awfully hard to replace. Yeah, no, that's no doubt about that. I don't I don't envy you in that task at all. And not to dwell on on the game, but but I do want to kind of go through it with you a little bit if we could. Um, I didn't get a chance to to see the game, um, but I did catch a good portion of it on radio. Of course, we've had that game here on Country 103.9 WRBI, and I heard you in the post-pregame 
and it sounded like coach you had a sound game plan um, that you were going to sag off some of their uh, players and kind of entice them to shoot long, um, low percentage shots. How, how did that yeah. game plan play out for you early on? Well, it was it was a really hard team to um, to game plan for. Um, like I said, I think we had a pretty good plan going in, but it was a team that you know we had not played anybody remotely uh, like that all season. Right. It, not in my three years. Um, they, you know, they had a legit seven foot tall player. Um, he had. We were able to hold him to three points. He was in foul trouble a lot, but you know he had 30, 27, 30 points in the, the their regional game. So, right. um, you know, we had to divert a lot of attention to him. Um, and then the the tree kid was he's six seven, maybe two seventy five, and um, we obviously have some length and some size, but nobody that can really push around on uh, somebody that big. So we, you know, ideally we just. You know, guard the guards like we did all season. Sure. Pressure the ball and front the post and help from behind. Um, but I just didn't feel like uh, with their the quickness of their guards and their lack of shooting that we just had that we had to play a little differently. And and I hate you know I, I always want to be the the team that us, but uh, just after watching them is like that's what we had to do. So we were able to hold the big guys to eleven points total. We ended up fouling both of them out. Um, to our guys' credit, we went right at them. Right. Um, they, you know, they made just enough shots. They, you know, they were four of sixteen from three, which was actually a little better than what they shot on the season percentage-wise. Right. Um, and they hit a couple big ones in the fourth quarter to keep us at bay. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a very frustrating game. Um, you know, we just couldn't get over the hump. You know, we got their their quickness bothered us. Um, they had some really really quick guards. Um, and then you know they're always when you got a seven foot guy that's standing camping out under the basket, right. it's going to be hard to finish at the rim. So um, we just we made some runs and in in the fourth quarter, and you know we got it to four a couple times, and and you know it was, and I, and we didn't play our best game. That's what's the most frustrating thing is is uh, you know you always want to go out you know swinging with your best game and. And last year, I thought we played really well against North Davies, and and uh, you know that was a team that was probably better than us, and right. we would have had to, to really rise to the occasion. But um, Saturday, I really thought we, you know, if we, if we could have played it again, I, I'd feel right. pretty confident about my chances. Um, but just an all around, you know, um, frustrating game, tough sure. game, uh, and they just made more plays at the end. You know, we were right there down even with three minutes to go, as we hadn't played real well uh, to that point. Um, but I really thought, hey, we're going to just make a couple plays here and we're going to pull it out right. like, like we usually do. But right. it just wasn't to be on uh, that Saturday. So Rock <clears throat> Creek Academy, they get the victory with that short-lived. They they uh, end their run the following weekend, and, and lo and behold, it's uh, – <clears throat> or sorry, they end that, that later that night, excuse me. And uh, then lo and behold, the eventual state champ in your class – uh, was a team that you'd faced early in the year and uh, only uh, got you by two points, fifty-two fifty in that tournament um, game earlier in uh, the season. So when you when you look at it it's in its totality, <clears throat> I can't imagine there's a whole lot of solace you find in that fact. But um, there must be definitely in terms of the message you can take back to your kids. Um, that that team that won, you had them within two points yeah. and could have and could have easily uh, taken care of them. Yeah, the Indy Lutheran we uh, had played them in Edinburgh in a Christmas tournament and and uh, we we played really well that day and uh, just came down to the last possession of the game. We stopped them. They got a, they got a put back at the last second to beat us by two. So um, I become. Uh, friends with their their coach coach woods at indy lutheran and um so we were we'd been joking around all week about how we were coming we were coming for him right. again and and uh you know we didn't hold up our end of the bargain they made a they made a heck of a comeback against Lagodi, and um uh they were down you know eight points or ten points with three minutes to go came back and won by one and and i thought we were gonna do something similar and, and get another shot at them so you know it's it's like you said you take that back to your team and you know that Hey, we're we're right there. We're this mm-hmm. close, um, but then that all makes it awful hard to, uh, you know, the, to deal with that. That you know, hey, we two years in a row, we we were you know one possession, right. two possessions away from you know playing in Indianapolis and and maybe have a chance to win the whole thing. So, um, yeah, tough tough way to go out. Uh, Indy Lutheran was a really good team. They they won the the morning the 
the one A state championship game there uh, Saturday morning by 30, 31 points. So wow. <laughs> um, we knew all the good teams are here. We're down in the south this right, year, right? And uh, so if we could squeak through that semi state, that we'd have a really really good chance to win the whole thing. So um, I'm happy for Coach Woods and, yeah. and those kids that they they won the one A football right uh, too. So they got a heck of a, a thing going there with some really good athletes and good coaches. So um, yeah, would would have liked to have one more crack at them. Um, you know, uh, but all in all, is a very successful season. When you look back though on that Saturday after the the reality of the end of the season had set in, what was your message uh, to your team when you got back to the locker room? Yeah, just you know, try to keep things in perspective. That these, these things aren't easy, right you now. Um, I I thought they that this group of seniors, you know, led by Matt and Devin, but you know, we got Gavin Growth and Seth Drockelman and and Corbin White and, and DJ Brooke. Um, they had a lot of pressure on them trying to follow up last year's class, and, sure. and I've equated that to you know my experience back in high school, following a really good group, and uh, it was tough. So there were there were times throughout the year where. You know, you get a little adversity and, um, you know, you get some outside influence, maybe talking about we're not as good as we thought we were going to be. Right. And, and for them to stick together and then, you know, win eight games in a row and, and end up uh, beating South Ripley there to win the conference on the last day of the year and uh, the last game of the season. And then uh, to win a tough sectional, you know, with the, Waldron had us on the ropes and we could have could have folded there. Um, and then beat a really, really, really good team in Bethesda Christian in the right. regional. So, um, you know, you just try to keep it in perspective, I guess. The, not to take it for granted that, sure. you know, this isn't something that happens every year. Um, it's certainly going to be the goal. Um, but if you, you know, you just got to have a little perspective, I think, uh, it, when after a, a tough, hard game, even though you know that you maybe could have, should have won. Right. So. Right. So, so let's spin it forward a little bit. <clears throat> you know, you, you you lose the your, your senior leadership there, um, but you're bringing some kids back, and and I don't oh, know yeah. what you've got coming up from from the freshman group or even eighth grade. Um, but but how when you spin it forward, you start thinking about next season. Um, how excited are you about this next crop of of eagles that you're bringing out of the nest? Yeah, I tell you what, I was. Uh, I- pretty down this last week here and then uh you know it takes a week or 10 days sure, two yeah, weeks to, sure. to you know and then all of a sudden it was today when i got back to school like started getting excited about what we're gonna do next year so <laughs> right. uh yeah our jv team was like 16 and 3 and um you know we had some juniors playing there you know caleb white is a really good player um you know uh, brady comer played both ways and it's just is going to be a really 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 good player um so uh Brady Borgman and um, and Carson Hughes. There were some juniors that played on the on the uh, JV this year, mm-hmm. and you know it's that's really been the reason why we've been able to continue this right. um, year to year is that we have guys that have, have you know waited waited their turn. Right. You know, on, on most years they're they're really good players as juniors on sure. our varsity team, and it's just we've had you know um, it's a good problem to have is to have too many good players. So. Right. Um, and then we got some sophomores, and, and and I'm really looking forward to them. So we'll have a different team next year. And as far as, um, you know, we won't be as big. But, right. you know, we'll have, so I'll have Clark Dwanger in the middle. And, uh, you know, Landon Coleman, I, I think I probably had playing out of position all year. He's he's more of a – I think he's going to be more of like a power forward type player. Mm-hmm. And most of the year I've been playing point guard because he's our biggest, strongest guy to get the ball down the floor. So, right. um, yeah, we're, we're going to be a little more guard-oriented, which – I think it's going to be awesome. It'll be a, it'll be a different, um, and I you know I think our our scoring. I was just kind of thinking today about you know who's going to score the points next year because right. this is two years in a row where we've lost uh, you know, we lost two thousand point scorers and then we lost two kids that scored six hundred and and uh, so uh, you know I think we'll be a really balanced team. Mm-hmm. I, I can I didn't anticipate we have four or five maybe even six guys that are in that like eight to 12 points a game or something right and, and you know I, maybe i'm wrong maybe somebody's gonna really step up and and, and and grow and put in the work and right. and score a few more but the opportunity is really there to um for the kids to put the work in and we've kind of set the tone on um you know the expectations and so i i'm anticipating um uh, good off season and sure. and kids are really um getting the gym and 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 really improve and, and be ready to do it again next year because that's that's what it's all about down down our way yeah, you're, you're exactly right about that i was about to say you know <clears throat> you know you talk about 
uh, you know, like I say, you, you, you never really graduate the, the talent or the desire to win. You just plug them in and, and go again. And yep. <laughs> in some years, it almost feels like the names don't even change on the jerseys because <laughs> it's somebody's cousin or, or younger brother or whatever yeah. coming along the way. That's To me, that's always what's made Jacksonville basketball so special is just the lineage yep. of, you know, year after year. It's another family member with the same last name doing the same uh, the same things. But, uh, again, Coach, congratulations on on uh, a phenomenal season not again not just this year but but last year and to be able to get two regional titles in three years um, that says a lot about uh, what you've done for that program and uh, we wish you all the continued success and really can't wait to see what you do next I appreciate it we're gonna we're gonna keep battling and and uh, hopefully we can you know not take any of these runs for granted but may, hopefully we can take the next step here and 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 Get the ultimate goal. No doubt. No doubt. That is Jacksonville Eagles head basketball coach Clint Bowen on uh, the Coach's Corner. We'll be back with more right after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville area's parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Fleetwood Chevrolet at 950 North Michigan Avenue in Greensburg invites you to visit them. They're here to help you with your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, as well as all your service and parts needs. They're the home of Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and free oil changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Give them an opportunity to earn your business at Fleetwood Chevrolet. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light back to more coaches corner delivered by ison's family pizza get out and uh, support the teams in your area they all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there on 103.9 wrbi want to thank you so much for joining us we will thank our sponsors as well the aforementioned ison's family pizza garings Fleetwood Chevrolet, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communication, and Bronze Gutswiller. Just finished talking with Jacksonville Eagles head basketball coach on the men's side, Clint Bowman, and another uh, great postseason run for the Eagles. Uh, They capture uh, their second regional title in a row, make it to semi-state, but that's where the season ended. Um, and you could hear it in Coach's voice, uh, and, and, and that's, those things are like that. Sometimes it takes you about a week to be able to be able to get through that and, and kind of formulate um, uh, and articulate your feelings on the season and those and that particular that final game. Everybody this time of year wants to be able to win their last game, but there's only a few. And this past uh, Saturday, the I think they call it now, they call it Basketball Day in Indiana when they host uh, the, the state championship games for all four classes. That took place this weekend. And um, if you had a chance to catch some of that, that action, it was um, exciting basketball to see. And I know it won't, if not, <clears throat> since we didn't get it done this year, I know next year we'll have some representation from southeastern Indiana. No doubt about that. Let's 
stay in Osgood, but let's change sports just a bit. Uh, with springtime, also brings out track and field. And joining us now, head coach Larry Hammond of the Jacksonville Eagles track and field. Larry, well, thank, th- thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. I mean, we in the past we've had quite a few successful years. I mean, most generally our track team at sectional has finished seventh in both boys and girls. Mm-hmm. We, we've finished usually around second in conference. We, we've always had a lot large number i mean speak a little bit on some of the past past runners uh our we had three females and four male seniors last year uh three of which went to, to run in college okay uh chloe, chloe simon she her junior year made it to the state in the 300 hurdles she also made it to the regional with along with her sister uh, to regional last year in 300 hurdles but had hit a few hurdles on the way and kind of take, taking her out of the competition but mm. she currently is running for uh, IUPUI okay. Greyhounds in Indianapolis running the 400 hurdles and a few other events but I mean she she's really advanced and Josh Joshua Pole he, he went to Rose Holman and is running uh, cross country and track for Rose Holman along with my son Austin Hammond he's there running running for them too wow I mean we, we did have quite a few uh Good people last year. I mean, speak on some of the other uh, seniors. Emma Newhart, she she didn't really advance out of regionals, but she threw her best her senior year at sectional with 101 three foot. And then we we had Austin Rolls and Adam Maloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin was doing the 800, and Adam was doing the hurdles for us. So, I mean, th- those seniors went went a long distance to lead the team and carry 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 them to the positions where they did win a lot of things right i'm looking forward to that and some of the seniors that we have this year well it, as you've laid it out it sounds like uh, there's some pretty big shoes uh that need to be filled this year now if i understand correctly you've got about 20 um student athletes on the boys side and about eight student athletes on, on the girls side is that correct yes um if there's any ladies out there we'd really appreciate having a few extra ladies but uh to be competitive you, you usually need for a small school, you usually need around 18, 20 to cover the events. There's a total of 16 events. We don't participate in pole vault for being a small school. But, right. So that allows 15, 12, 12 or two, two-person events, and then you got uh, three three relays, which requires four. And if you spread your athletes out a little bit, then you end up covering 36 spots. So mm-hmm. it's just a little, little hard. Sure. Now, as far as the state is concerned, is there any limitation in terms of the number of events uh, a student athlete can pr- participate in, yeah, each athlete's allowed to participate in four events. That that's the maximum. Okay, event. we we try to keep most of them to two, maybe three, because realistically, you if you want to be competitive, you're going to be limiting yourself to a particular area right. where it's the sprints, the mid distance, long distance jumping, or uh, throwing. I mean, it helps to fo- focus your main energy and then maybe pick up an extra event on mm-hmm. the side. But we, we do have people that specialize in just uh, their their sport or their area, right. and they'll, they'll help in other areas. Now, I would have, I would imagine the uh, predominant number of your meets are, are outdoor. Do you guys participate in any of the indoor meets? Uh, no, Jacksonville doesn't participate in indoor meets. We've just not progressed that far. Mm-hmm. Usually, basketball is overlapping us sure. a bit. And being a, a school with the smaller numbers, a lot of a lot of our athletes are basketball players. Sure, and they're, they're coming coming straight from there, so it's just hard to get those same athletes to stop. They can't re- realistically, by state rules, stop and participate in track right. while they're in basketball. So. It, it just something that we have not pr- pursued. Okay. Um, and, of course, the season is just now getting underway. Um, typically, how many uh, meets uh, do you have before you get to postseason? We have 10 regular meets. Our first meet will be at Lawrenceburg on April 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be a five-team meet with Lawrenceburg, uh, South Ripley, Switzerland County, Shaw, uh, and I think Oldenburg. So, I mean, it, it'll be we, – we usually fare pretty well there. I mean, in the past, we've usually 
finish second. It's usually hard to beat Lawrenceburg. They're a bigger team. Sure. I mean, but we there's a lot of events that we, we want to outride. So, I mean, we, we, we stay competitive. Good deal. Good deal. Now, when you look at your, your, your squad this year, based on what you've graduated, what event and and maybe what student athlete are you expecting big things from uh, this year as you start to get things rolling? Well, one of my seniors I think will do really well is Corbin White. Okay, uh, he last year he finished quite well in shot and discus, and we've been out practicing, and he's been throwing one forties, one fifties, along with uh, Sam, Sam Simon, the brother of Chloe and Kayla Simon. He he's out there throwing one twenties, one thirties. Another good good runner would be uh oh mr uh, ricky he he's been out doing sprints and i mean he's 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 asked to have the training all through the winter so i mean he's been out doing the work uh we we look from pretty good from our uh oh distance runners i mean gabe maloney he'll be a good runner our high high jumper uh, Warren Boren Marshall Johnson. Warren had an older brother uh, that went to regional three times in high jump, so we're, we're looking for good things to him. He did well in junior high. Uh, we we got uh, senior Bryn throwing. She's returning. Uh, Lean Peters, mm-hmm. the female, she, she did quite – she's a freshman coming in this year. She did quite well in cross country when we were watching her. Uh, Kenzie Rolls, she's a junior. She's – She's she's gonna take up the mantle of the hurdles, and she's been practicing on that really well. And then another junior, Emma Wagner, she's gonna do high jump. I mean, these are the people that I think will really help the team. Good deal, good deal. It sounds like you've got uh, a plethora of, of of really good talented athletes, and um, seems like they've honed in on what events uh, they'll do best in. Um, and you you mentioned uh, the numbers, particularly on the female side. You do have, in fact, this hot microphone right in front of you for all of Osgood to hear. Um, imagine if you would, Coach, that um, you, you you heard of a, a female that had just moved into the district, wasn't affiliated with any other clubs or sports teams, but wanted to get involved uh, with uh, with Jacksonville. What would your what would your thirty second elevator pitch be to come out for for uh, Eagle Track? Well, uh, one one thing I've learned is that uh, any student athlete can come out and is willing, as long as they're willing to put in the effort. Ninety percent, ninety five percent of our athletes varsity letter and become competitive. I've had uh, athletes come back and thank me for teaching them the things that I taught them, and I mean, it 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 would be a fun time. It's a time to get out and meet and greet some of the other athletes. If you play basketball, you're sitting on your bench mm-hmm. talking to your own teammates. Track, you run your event you, or participate in your event. You got time to go talk to your your the other teams, and you meet a lot of friends right. from other schools. Very good, very good. Well, coach, listen, uh, we wish you all the success this year. Uh, we will definitely check back in with you as you get toward the end of those 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 ten regular season meets and get primed up for postseason, and um, we'll check in with you then. Okay, thank you for having me. All right, thank you, Coach, for joining us. That uh, Out of Jacksondale, that was Coach Larry Hammond of Jacksondale Track. We've got more Coach's Corner here in just a bit, right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville areas, parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. When looking for the highest standard of HVAC service and care, turn to Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox premier dealer. Hurt and Elko and their premier dealer status means you are certain to be working with a company who has the highest level of training, professionalism, and customer satisfaction. For a limited time, they're offering up to $1,900 in rebates on a brand new Lennox system or finance with low monthly payments. Call Hurt and Elko today at 812-934-4646 or visit them online at hurt-elko.com to learn more. Conditions apply. See dealer for details. 
George's, we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back to Coach's Corner here from Ison's Family Pizza. We just uh, spoke with Jacksonville's head track coach, Coach Larry Hammond. And when you think of the boys and girls of summer, you think of baseball, but track and field, too, also one of those sports that get started there in the spring. Um, and they're ramping uh, things up there now. Some big shoes to fill there at Jacksonville. As you heard Coach go through some of the athletes, student athletes that they graduated last year, but uh, it really sounds like they are poised and ready to make a nice run there. Um, you know, you talked about some of the challenges they have competing against some of the larger schools, but they hold their own very well. Um, so I look forward to seeing what uh, Jacksonville can get done there in track and field. And let's totally change gears now. Let's move up the road to Olenberg, and let's talk a little girls' tennis with head coach Mark Wilder. Mark, welcome to the program. Thanks, Terrence. Thanks for having me. So, um Tennis now uh, underway. Um, when, when did the season officially get started? We started uh, last Monday. Okay. So kind of right in the uh, throes of spring break. So oh. got all the girls back uh, this week, and uh, so we've got a full team. And um, so we've got a couple. Well, we actually opened this Saturday with our first match. But, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. But as a as a team, we've been... We've been practicing really since uh, November 1st. Wow. We go inside. Usually most of the girls uh, go over to Cincinnati and, and practice, or at least our core girls. So knowing the uncertainty of the weather and the, right. um, you know, the, the dual sport athletes and such. So anyway, we, we feel like that's been a, a good formula for us over the, over the years. And even though, you know, we, we, we consider tennis a, a team sport, it really has a, a large individual component to it um how much of that how much as a coach are you relying on your athletes your student athletes um to hone their skills on their own time when they have the opportunity yeah i mean that that's a big big component of it yeah i mean there's there's really no doubt that tennis is an individual sport Mm -hmm. uh we like to play it as a team and that's part of uh i think that's contributed to our success over the years but yeah a lot of what the athletes can do they can do on their own yeah uh and it's important that they, that they do that so they can take some private instruction or they can take some other clinic instruction with other girls throughout the state throughout the region but really important yeah i mean just, tennis is not unlike most other sports that it's uh the work has to be done off right. season you right. know to be prepared there's only so much that we can do from a development standpoint when the season starts because we're playing at least at Oldenburg Academy we play a very full and a very competitive schedule and the time that we put in um, preseason and the off season really is paramount to our success well it seems like you've had a big payoff here recently in terms of the competitive nature of your schedule and and the hard work that these young ladies are putting in talk to me a little bit about the postseason run last season uh well thanks for asking yeah we've it it's really just not last season we've had a uh i've been lucky enough to coach at the academy for 15 years this is our 15th year i'm uh, uh, Bill Wanstroth is is my assistant. We've been mm-hmm. together for 15 years. Wow. And we've had so much fun and lucky enough to have had a lot of success. We've won um, nine, nine. Every sectional we've won, we've also won the regional that year. And oh, last wow. year we were lucky enough to win the semi-state. So it's the it's the first time in the school's history that uh, that we've that we made it to the state. I think as you know, tennis is a single class sure, sport, right? Sure. So we and we take pride in uh, being able to play and compete against the biggest schools in the oh, state. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's that's what we do. That's how we do, and that's why we we try to schedule a. Uh, 
our matches that are commensurate with mm-hmm. postseason play. So yeah. it prepares us for playing against the big in, indie schools, i.e., I mean, we, we start with Avon on Saturday. That's wow. a school of 3,000 kids. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's how we do it. That's that's what we like to do in terms of uh, the level of competition that we play. Now, uh, Coach, obviously tennis is a sport that um, many of our listeners might not be as familiar with in terms of the basketball, the football, the baseball. So um, talk to me a little bit about the uh, how you compete. Are your matches typically one school versus another, or do you have matches where multiple schools participate? Talk to me about that. You bet. So it, or you're allowed 22 dual matches through, okay. the, through the season, and that can be uh, made up of just dual a dual match where we'll play just a single school, or you're allowed up to five tournaments mm-hmm. a year, and that's typically uh, counts as three matches towards right. towards that 22. For us, we it's really important for us to play a blend of both. Uh, we'll play a lot of competitive just dual matches, but we've also got um, three really competitive big tournaments that we're going to play. So we'll go play at uh, Silver Creek, and mm-hmm. we'll go play at Plainfield, and we'll p- go play at Franklin, as an example. Um, and then we've got a lot of other competitive dual matches as well against Columbus North and uh, Greensburg and all the you know most of the EIA school, sure. schools as well. Sure, that yeah you you're, you're naming off some schools that are two and three times the size of of Oldenburg. Um, yeah, more like ten times in some <laughs> cases. Yeah, but anyway, your point is well taken. Wow. You well, bet. so uh, you you make it to state for the first time in in school history um, last year. And and take us through what that must have been like. I, first of all, I imagine they hold that at some immaculate court uh, somewhere in Indianapolis. Uh, they do. It's at uh, actually the center. They they rotate it around, but it's usually either at Center Grove, mm-hmm. or Carmel, or North Central, which are three of the big sure uh, signature schools, and uh, either on the north side or, or down on the down on the south side of Indianapolis. And so when you, and now when you're competing at that level at state, um, you you've got a. a I mean, you've got individuals playing, right? And then I imagine if, if, if you qualify, you've got doubles playing. And, and uh, again, walk us through how that works right. at, at that level. Yeah, no, it's it's not unlike a regular dual match. So there's three singles. There's mm-hmm. a total of five points. So you okay. got to you got to win the majority of those five points. So you got to find three wins in there. Sure. Of, through the course of three singles matches and two doubles matches. So a total of seven starters, if mm-hmm. you will, and you've got to find your way to, to uh, the best of five, which is which is three points. So you can win 5-0, you can win 4-1, 3-2, what have you. Okay. So, and, that, and that's, that's, that's similar at the state level as it is at the sectional level, the regional level, or just a dual, a dual seasonal match as well. Okay. So when you look at your squad this year, this season, who are some of the student athletes that you're really counting on uh, to get you back to that state level? Yeah, it's a great question. Are you eligible? Really? <laughs> you do not want me on the court. <laughs> Please believe me. <laughs> no, we're lucky. We have, um, I think we have five returning starters. Uh, we'll, we'll miss the two seniors, uh, excellent players from last year. Uh, and we have, we're really going to count our, on our four seniors that are, that are coming. Um, uh, Mary Hunter, Evelyn Storms, uh, my daughter Mimi Wilder, and Aaron Back are the uh, three of the four have played uh, all all four years. Aaron is uh, just coming out for the first time uh, this year, but super great athlete. Had a, uh, watched her older sister play for the last four years, and she wanted to take a take a swing at it. So right. we're lucky to have her back, and then we're really counting on some of our younger players coming up to fill the other. You know, two or three, two or three spots. So um, we'll just have to see how that shakes out over the next few days. Now, Coach, as you go through some of those names, you realize those names are very familiar to me, as those are athletes that participate on, in Twister soccer a, as well. One of the ongoing, at least this year, this season, one of the ongoing debates um, that we've entertained here on the program is the concept of the multi-sport athlete. Um, I hear it on both sides. I hear more and more of coaches telling parents they should specialize they should specialize um and then of course you know you know my generation was the generation of the importance of the multi 
sport athlete. Where, where do you fall on that argument, Coach? Uh, on your side. <laughs> on your side, because that's my generation, right? right? When I was growing up, I played whatever sport was in season, right? right? So we're playing three or four sports, and I'm still a proponent of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love the fact that you're right. You, I named all four of those seniors right they all they all played they all played soccer right and right. then we had others that also that uh, that are on the roster that are either soccer volleyball basketball players or, or the like and i i love i love that fact i think it's yeah. complimentary i think it's um it's additive in terms of their overall development sure. health mental health and physical health tennis is like i said is a largely an individual sport these other sports are team sports mm-hmm. so they get both dynamics there's right. just there's a lot of wins all over the place. Uh, unless you're, in my view, really, really special. All right. Uh, I'm a big fan of playing it, playing it all, and uh, and I think the coaches uh, of other sports need to respect that. It's hard because these sports stumble all over each other and sure overlap. They do. Sure, they do. Uh, and tennis is is much like that too. But um, I love the fact that they're multi multi sport and in always. Much like the other schools yeah. too, right? A lot of multi-sport sure. sport athletes. And what I've just noticed this year too, a, a byproduct. I mean, you, we can talk about the the the, the hard um, skills that you get, you know, when you're playing multiple multiple sports. But even if you look at the soft skills, if you would, I don't think it's an accident that you have teams in this area. You, you take North Decatur. They make a deep run in football, and lo and behold, they make a deep run in basketball. You know, I don't, I don't think that is by accident that when you see these multi-sport uh, athletes do well in one sport, and it just carries right on over, right, into in the next. Yeah, I think it's a mindset, and we've, uh, at least, you know, on the tennis side, we, we we keep it in perspective, right? We know we know our place, but. We make no mistake about what our objective is sure. at OA Girls Tennis, and that's we're going to p- compete really hard, and we're going to win, and we're going to win a lot. There you go. And um, but we're going to do it the right way. We're going to, you know, we're going to uh, compete fairly. But um, when people know that they play us, they know that they're in for a battle, regardless of who we're playing. Right. So. Um, so we're lucky enough to have established a structure and a system over the years, over the 15 years at least, that we've been involved, that there's a there's an expectation mm-hmm. and there's an accountability to that. Um, and hopefully there's a lot of life lessons that come along with that too sure. uh, on, on and off the court. So tennis being one of the last few classless sports in Indiana high school sports, um, you think it'll stay that way? Really great question. Every year I get a survey from the Coaches Association Mm -hmm. that says kind of what's my position, meaning all the coaches kind of they're surveying. I think eventually... Mm-hmm. It will go to, to by the way of soccer. You know, soccer. What I don't, I don't know how many years it's been now. If they w- they went to two, now they're three class system. My guess is that they're it's going to go that way right. eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of changed my. You know, I kind of blow hot and cold. At first, I said no. We w- we love playing right. the big guys. Right, right? kind of. Right. Um, but I'm also, you know, it. I think we probably would have won a few state championships. If it were a, sure. a class system along over over the course of our, we've had some really talented teams, and we get knocked off by, uh, you know, some of the some of the big guys. But right. there's still something special about us playing, yeah. you know, Carmel and North Central, and we we relish in that, even though we know our right. you know our place in. And, and a lot of that coaches because it's Indiana, right? I mean, a lot of that is is a little. Hold over from Milan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's right. nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, I would guess over the, in, probably not in my lifetime as uh-huh. an OA coach, but I think in in the short term, it'll it'll go to a, it'll go to some, they'll probably split it in two. Right. Uh, at least to start. And uh, that probably won't be a, won't be a bad thing. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, could you, you guys get started this week? Uh, with your first match, uh, yeah, we we open up on Saturday at home, uh, and you know we OA doesn't have the court, so so Batesville's nice enough to uh, that we, we use their home courts, sure, um, okay. and we practice on their court. So uh, Coach Helvey and uh, nice enough to over the years have let Oldenburg use their courts, awesome. So we kind of follow 
their lead in terms of after they practice and right. um, and whenever they don't have a home match, we kind of uh, make sure that we're we're not uh, we're not stomping on them when they're when they're practicing and playing. So, but yeah, so we play our home matches at the Batesville High School courts. Okay, so um, if um, our listeners wanted to come out and catch uh, this match, this this first match against Avon, what can they expect to see from uh, from OA tennis? Uh, well, hopefully, uh, we'll uh, we'll get after it. Yeah. Right. And hopefully, we'll compete, and they'll see some. Um, I think some competitive tennis from both teams. Right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Coach, listen, I really appreciate you uh, stopping by the show and spending some time with us. Always like to hear from our other sports, you know. Um, and it sounds like uh, you guys have experienced a great amount of success over over the years. And doesn't sound like you plan on stopping anytime soon. Well, I hope not. <laughs> well, appreciate you having me. And we wish you all the success. We will reach out and... Um, catch up with you later on down the season right around get get uh, charged up for postseason and see how things are going then appreciate that thanks terrence coach thanks for joining us my pleasure and uh, that was a wrap there on uh girls tennis at Oldenburg academy with coach mike wilder we've got more coaches corner coming up in just a bit on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville areas, parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want close by. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Welcome back as Coach's Corner continues. With the support of our friends, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt Nelco, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Just finished up speaking with Coach Mark Wilder of OA Girls Tennis and had a great run all the way to state. Their first time making it to state last year, and they seem poised to make another deep run again this year. Um just a lot of continued success in that tennis program over the years and then finally breaking through to the state level. Let's see if they can't get it done go all the way this year. Uh, we wish the Twisters uh, much success in their endeavors. And we made it to the final stop as we step out on the diamond and speak with head coach Tyler Burcham of Bulldog Baseball. Uh, coach, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So, Coach, you guys just getting started here the past couple of weeks, finally um, 
uh, I'll let you guys get out there. And of course, it seems like the start of your season also coincides with like the worst weather of the year <laughs> every single year, right? Yeah, that's uh, Indiana spring for you. I felt like, man, we got spoiled with that beautiful February, and right. then all of a sudden, spring hits, games or practices can start, and here comes here comes the wet tundra coming. <laughs> I'm sure that makes it more difficult. Now, you guys actually uh, have a game this week, right? Yeah, yeah. We play Friday at home, so we play Southwestern Hanover. That'll be our first game. We don't do some some teams will do a scrimmage. We don't do a scrimmage, so that'll be our first game. Um, you know, depending on weather, once again, uh, we're, we're excited for it. Okay, uh, let's dig in and talk a little bit about the team. I, I know from just speaking with other uh, coaches in the EIAC, this is a tough, tough conference for baseball, right? It is. It is. We a very deep conference in baseball. Um, you know, I just talked about the weather, but man, we get we have a lot of really good players that come out of this area, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's tough year in year out. You know, we've been fortunate the last few years to be one of the tops in the conference, but it's a struggle because you get in sectionals, and just like every other sectional, it's basically a conference tournament. And yeah. for baseball, you know, that's a third time facing them. It's it's a difficult thing to to beat them a third time in, in some of those cases. Yeah, I, I can I can only imagine. I I know I, I spoke with. Uh, uh, East Central's coach, and he talked about uh, you know, you know how deep they were pitching wise, but that they needed to be because they got to go against the Green, you know, against the Batesvilles and the Greensburg and, and Connorsville, and then someone else was telling me about uh, uh, the Ertle kid out at Franklin County and how strong he is, and nobody wants to go up against him. And then of course uh, you've got Will Geisel, and it, his name gets thrown around a lot. Yep. So you're right. I mean, this conference just seems to be loaded, right, with 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 great baseball talent. Um, what do you what do you, what, what do you think that is? Why do you think this area, this this conference in particular, is producing such great baseball players? That's a good question. I, I don't know if it's because we're near Cincinnati. Always sure. very very good baseball. I don't know if it's because we're we're kind of near that area or what. Um, but we've seen people reach you know the highest of levels yeah. in this area. You know, head coach at Greensburg, Alex Meyer played professionally we yeah. have um zach Britton, we have brian hoeing we have these guys that are getting drafted around here and so i think when you have a sport that you can see that there's actually a future in this right and it's not just this you know fantasy land right uh i think it just motivates everybody else to continue to push on and and honestly you finally get good weather in the summer it's just something finally you get outside of a gym because right. you feel like you're in the gym five months out of the year at least okay. so that's 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 a good point, and it's and it's really interesting too, Coach. When you put on top of that, that you know, that we're southeastern Indiana is producing these great baseball players, all this great baseball talent, in a climate where baseball theoretically is on the decline with that age group. <laughs> it's, it's, right. mad, it's maddening, right? Right, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it's. One, if you go out to the park at any point, man, there are, there are people playing nonstop. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a hub around here. No, no doubt about it. Um, so when you when you sit down with the team here for the first time to get the season started, no doubt you you guys kind of talk through your the goals and the things that you wanted to accomplish uh, versus what you accomplished the previous year. Share with us, if you would, um, your your outlook and the things that you want to see uh, from from Bulldog Baseball this year. Yeah, so early on, it, it, even when I found out I was going to take over this year, I, I met with some of the seniors because um, I thought it was important to kind of see them and, and hopefully they see me in a different light because right. I've been an assistant coach last um, four or five years and I wanted them to see, you know, where, where do we feel like we can improve and what do you think that how, how far can we take this so I right. uh, met with them and I think we're just kind of all pushing towards on the same page of man we have a lot of talent mm-hmm. but how can we get all these different pieces to come together push for the same goal um, and when things get tough you know not have that crumbling fall apart of where, where we start to separate and have um, you know that happen to a team because last year man most games we were we were in charge right. and and we showed that we were in charge um, and we were better than our opponents and a lot of those cases we didn't really face much adversity because we had the talent um, in the games that we ran into some adversity that's where it was kind of shocking for us and mm-hmm. I don't think we, we always knew how to handle it so my goal this year has just been um, you know let's challenge these guys as much as we can whether it be in practice or whatever and let's see let's see how much higher we can take this and I think they're on board with it too because um, you know each year you're like 
man, this is our year. And then you get to the net. You, you never know. You right. don't want to keep looking at future. Man, we got some young guys. No, let's see what we can do right now. So speaking of uh, young guys or the guys, talk to me about the breakdown, the makeup of the team. How many seniors, juniors? What do you, what do you yeah. got? So we actually we graduated nine seniors last year. Wow. Um, nine seniors, but we were fortunate enough that we returned five of our starters. Okay. Um, so a lot of our seniors were either um, just pitchers or role players in that sense. We had some very big seniors that played some big roles, but obviously with nine of them, they weren't all in the starting lineup. So we returned... Um, a couple se- or three seniors with Max Bomber, Charlie Shabler, and Willie Sherwood. We returned Jack Grunkmeyer, um, who's a junior, and Will Geisel, who's a sophomore. Um, and then we also added in, we have three more seniors mm-hmm. along with that. So we have Sam Weigel, Nate Vankirk, Jackson Tracy. Um, and, and I'm excited to see this, this younger core that we have as well because, um, yeah, I look at it and it drives me nuts going through, like, what's our, what's our roster look like? I could throw together... I feel like 20 different rosters. I feel confident. You know what? The, right. There's a lot of dudes that can play. Um, so that'll be a challenge. That it'll all work out. But, um, yeah, it, it's an, it's a good problem to have. Sure. And, and what does that process look like when you're, when you're trying to get, okay, this is my best rotation. This is my best, uh, you know, roster uh, to put for. Yeah. Um, so with baseball, it's a little different. And we were talking about just a second ago of, yeah. of you know, it. Baseball's odd that you don't send out your best team every single game. You're going to have to throw with your number one, your number two, your number three, or whatever else you may have depending on that week. Because some weeks we may play six, seven games, and all of a sudden you're just trying to scrap together anything that you have. So um, that process, you look at, you know, it always starts with the pitcher. Who's who's starting this game? Where's our our relief for that? And then positionally, um, you know, what are some – what are some different positions that these bats can play in? For me, I want to know how many good bats can we get in the lineup. I want to score runs, yes. But you have to see the trade-off. You know, are they defensively, you know, suspect at certain spots, and sure. and finding those trade-offs. Um, and then you also have to think about, you know, are they good base runners? Are they, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else? So um, there's a there's a lot of different parts. I think it all comes down to who who can you trust to make plays consistently um, and. Uh, I think that calms the coach's mind a, a bit more right. than the risk of, man. I, yeah, I don't know always what I'm going to get. So, so yeah, so it sounds like it's more than just throwing the first nine names that come to mind. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, one of the one of the questions that I've been asking um, our baseball coaches, uh, and again, it's just for my own edification. Yeah. When you look at uh, competitive baseball at the high school level. Um, what rules the day? Is it good hitting or good pitching? Um, in our conference, right, it seems like from the last year or so, good pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can if you can limit the amount of runs the other team is scoring, but shoot like East Central, some of these other schools, it feels like they got they got hitters nonstop coming through there. But if you can have a good one two right. um, punch with you know maybe a bullpen arm or two, uh, that that goes pretty far because. Um, yeah, it's, it's just difficult. It's difficult to hit consistently for these guys. Um, so I would say pitching is probably the, the biggest luxury to have because mm-hmm. um, they can carry you pretty far. But um, when it comes to later in the tournament, you got to score runs. Right. And um, so because you're going to be facing those those top dudes. And um, baseball is one of those unique ones that, you know, I, sh- I think it was in the regional just the previous year. There was mm-hmm. a guy or maybe a semi-state, we were going to have to face a guy that was a first-round draft pick that's throwing, you know, 95, 97 if you advance. Wow. And it's like, you better have some guys that can hit. <laughs> so I say yeah. pitching, but uh, you're going to have to find a way to score runs on those types of guys as well. So wow. um, definitely, definitely a mix. I think, um, you know, you can be a team that can score 10 runs a game and uh, give up a lot, but uh, I think pitching goes pretty far around sure, here. Sure. Okay. Good. Oh, that's good. And, and everybody was interested about that. Everybody question. has a different answer. Everybody <laughs> has a different answer, you know. And I come away going, "Yeah, he's right. He's right." <laughs> Until the next person tells me the opposite, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that is right." Yeah. So yeah, it it, it there seems to limit be... run score a lot. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if you could do that, you, you're taken care of. Uh, one of the things that. Um, uh, one of the consensuses, though, that, that we were picking up early with some of the coaches that we were talking to, and they were talking about, at the end of the day, it really comes down to the fundamentals. Yeah. That that there are more games lost than won, um, whether it be a 
fielding errors or Absolutely. you know things of that nature. Is, is yeah. that what you? Say? Yeah, yeah. Baseball is also unique in that um, there's no time limit, right? There's right. no clock, right? So you can't just stall it out and win. You have to make 21 outs. Yeah. Um, so you have to make so many outs. You have to make these plays. Um, you can't just wait for the game to end. So that part. If you can make those plays, and, and it came up for us in the sectional the previous year, we out hit Frank County eleven to six, right. and we still lose. So um, you can have these hits strung together, but um, if you don't make the plays, um, that will come up, and momentum shifts quick when you don't make those those routine plays. So you guys do you guys do have a decent uh, postseason run last year? Uh, the year before, year the year before, before yep, year before, um, and. So when you when you make that deep run and then you come back the next year, is that taste still still in your mouth a little bit? To, to yeah, get back there? yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes it can give you a little bit of a false sense of confidence as sure. well um, because um, things you know a sectional draw is pretty big in baseball. Okay, uh, because if you get the Wednesday draw. Um, your your number one can bounce back for the Monday, so right. it can be a pretty big deal. So you can kind of luck out in the draw, and I think it can give you this false sense of man, we're, we're going to run through this conference, we're going right. to do all these things, and it's not it's not always that simple. So I like to think that it, it carries a lot of momentum that you're excited, man, we got a good team, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes it can get you to relax a little bit, like hey, we're going to cruise, we're right. going to cruise through this, and it's it's not that simple. It's playoff baseball is tough, yeah. and it sounds like the EIAC you got to earn it. Every bad, yeah, every, every pitch, day, right? Yeah, every time. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot. Of, there's guys going to college all over the place in, in, uh, in our conference. Wow, that, that's crazy, Coach. Listen, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. You guys have your first game this week. We wish you the best of luck there. We wish this weather um, holds up so you can get that game I in. Appreciate it. Uh, this week, we will definitely reach back out though uh, later in the season uh, around tournament time to see how things are going. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. As we wrap things up, that was head baseball coach Tyler Bertram of. <laughs> Uh, Bulldog Baseball, and we'll be back to wrap it up here in just a sec on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville area's parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. a student pursuing a career in the medical field? If so, Margaret Mary Health is now accepting applications for their scholarship program. To qualify, students must go to school full-time and maintain a grade point average of 3.5 or higher. Applications are due by March 31st. For more information or to print an application, visit Margaret Mary Health online at mmhealth.org and click on the News and Events page. Amp up your spring with fast, reliable, fiber-driven internet from Great Plains Communications. Stay up to speed with online gaming. Work, learn, and stay connected to family and friends from the comfort of your home. Or enjoy a night in streaming your favorites. So amp up and get on the fast track this spring with internet and more from your hometown provider with over a century of experience. Call 877-839-9494 or visit gpcom.com to connect your home. Speeds and availability may vary by location. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. And we are back here on Coach's Corner. What a great show we had. Just great guests all the way around as we finally close the book on our winter sports um, with with boys basketball, our last team making their semi-state run in Jacksondale. We can really kind of look forward to these spring sports coming up in in, uh, boys and girls golf, boys and girls tennis, track, baseball and softball. These are the sports and the coaches and the athletes that we'll get to know here over the next several weeks and um, 
it's it's you know it's a, it's an exciting time when you when you finally make it to spring. We want to thank our guests here. Most recently, uh, Coach Tyler Bertram of Bulldog Baseball. Um, sounds like in his first season taking over the squad that he's got these guys pumped up and ready to go. They've got their first game this week at home. Um, you'll want to check them out. Uh, special thanks to uh, tennis coach at Olenberg, Mark Wilder, leading uh, the Lady Twisters there in tennis, made it all the way to the state's uh, state final last year. They're looking to run it back and do it one more time. And then at Jacksonville, um, thanks with uh, Coach Larry Hammond of uh, Boys and Girls Track there. Um, they've got a pretty uh, pretty good numbers there on the boys side. 20 athletes came out this year and only eight on the girls side. So um, they'll be looking to improve those numbers there. But more importantly, regardless of the numbers, they'll be competing hard in each and every meet um, that they participate in. And then we kicked things off with Coach Clint Bowman of Jacksonville Eagles men's basketball as they completed their season, their run, back-to-back regional champions and a run to the semi-state. Um, and it just uh, wasn't meant to be there, um, but they'll have um, lots of youngsters, lots of uh, student-athletes coming back, and they too will be looking to get back there uh, and maybe talking about a third uh, regional championship and beyond. That's going to do it for us in this edition of Coach's Corner. I want to thank our sponsors one more time, Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Uh, we will do this again same time, same place next week. Be sure to join us. And from all of us here at WRBI, including John Heil back at the station. John, thank you so much for all that you do. And in the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself, he would always say, trust and believe in yourself. You've got this. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening. And enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.